Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Streamy Awards. Some of the biggest creators have been graced by this award. Emma Chamberlain, Mr. Beast, Logan Paul, Rhett and Link, and many others. And even though it takes behind-the-scenes crews such as producers, cinematographers, and editors to make a video, their awards... And the Streamy goes to... ...are not even broadcast. They don't even list the editors' names on the website. This has to change. So today, we're celebrating all the streaming nominees in the editing category and giving the people behind the scenes the shine they deserve. The Editing Podcast is brought to you by Riverside. It is the best remote video recording tool for podcasts. You can find out more about them later. The Streamies. The Oscars for web media. Here's the funny thing. For creators... The streamings don't feel that important. It's just like another thing they have to do. They go to the show. They maybe get some awards. They move on. It doesn't really affect their career too much. When it comes to people behind the scenes, when we're talking about editors, cinematographers, VFX artists, those types of categories actually really tend to affect their career because that's honestly the only time that they start to become recognized. I have one myself. I have a streamy award right now. High five it. It's interesting because you won the streamy in 2020, like one of the craziest years ever. Mm -hmm. And there's so much content that was put out. And so what was your life like before winning that and then after winning that in your editing career? So that whole year was a fantastic experience and a really odd experience because, of course, during the pandemic, uh, Logan stepped up and said, "Okay, now that everyone's home, we've really got to make sure we can create the best content possible Mm -hmm. to help people during a really, really tough year. And so... Me and Logan worked seriously, seriously hard in creating that content to the point of like burnout, to the point of uh, just exhaustion, but also enjoying the incredible creative experience that we were having. And at that point, I then got nominated for the Streamy. And that was actually a really interesting sort of a validating moment because this was also at the time when I first started sort of poking my head out of the sand a little bit. Like, hey guys, I'm the editor for Logan. Here's some stuff that I do. And then as I started doing that, I then got the nomination and then also then the win. And that was actually a really, really good uh, confidence boost, I would say. Even though I was proud of the editing that I was doing for Logan, I didn't actually think it was like that special. I didn't think it was that good. And to then have the recognition for people to acknowledge that, hey, this is really, really great representation of, of the content that we would like to see and what you're doing specifically is something that is like uh, excellent. That was just the symbol and moment to give myself permission to also acknowledge the hard work that I was putting in. 
I was kind of like denying and ignoring it. But then the streamy then gave me permission to actually acknowledge that I am proud of the work that I was doing. We often talk about how awards is like superficial or yeah. awards is like, like that shouldn't be the thing that you strive for. But I think the emotional aspect is mm. what I began to really, really appreciate. When, as I said, it gave me permission to say, actually what I am doing is good and what I'm doing is worth it. And when you say you were poking your head out of the sand at that point, is it like you were looking maybe to move out from being with Logan or were it like, what does that mean? There's no way of saying this about it sounding rude, but like this was a good way for me to then be able to start stepping out of that shadow right. and start being able to represent myself as an individual rather than just being labeled as Logan Paul's editor. And it's interesting that you say shadow because it reminds me of, even when we're just looking at the website, when we're looking at the nominations for this year, the the editors aren't really listed, you yeah. know, and so all you have is a the creator, and maybe there could be teams of editors, maybe there could be one, maybe the creator actually edits, mm -hmm. but we don't actually know because they're never listed. So they're literally editors are constantly in that shadow of the creator. And that kind of surprised me because when I won my award, it was listed as uh, it was still Logan Paul, but tagged underneath it was Hayden Hillier Smith. Mm. And, 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 I, and I did also appreciate that because it was acknowledging the individual who was also creating it. This time, it, it, it kind of feels like they're kind of just solely crediting the creator rather than the editor who's also supporting that creator, who's a person who is in the trenches of making those videos for the best version it can be for the creator. And so, it, like, honestly, I kind of felt a little bit insulting towards the editors who've made that effort. And especially when... I would say the value of the streamies is more valuable for the people behind the scenes than it is for the creators. Well, the creators, I think it's a, from my perspective, my hot take is it's a, it's a kind of a fun party. That value that I see not be represented in the streamies themselves, I think it's a missed opportunity. And I think it's insulting that at the very least you can list their names. Yeah, or even broadcast the awards. Yes. Last year, it was really focused on the creators. Right. And and a lot of their things like creative of the year, top talent, personality of the year, show of the year. And to an extent, it was just kind of just throwing out the biggest names that they could say. And all the most behind the scenes stuff was done on the ad breaks. All the moments when they're just showing something on screen and then just like they went, by the way, oh, and best VFX went to these people. With me being there, I then just saw some security guard just w run up to the table who just won best VFX, handed me an award and went, okay, okay, thanks, bye. And then walked off. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, It was bro. like they rushed through the behind the scenes stuff. I understand because you're running a show, you're running a business, you want to include the most popular people. But the thing that hurts the most about it is that, like we said, the creators don't really care. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's, it's like a nice little, oh, little pat on the back, go for it. But for the people behind the scenes, it could absolutely change their career like it did for you. Mm -hmm. And so, like... It's just backwards. I mean, for a long time, creators would edit their own stuff. Mm -hmm. And as the industry has grown and flourished, the teams have gotten bigger. And now we have entire editor teams, post-production teams taking on these big projects. And it seems like we've kind of been stuck in that shroud of you know, mystery where it's like, oh, who's your editor? I, you know, I'm pretending that I edit my own things and credit isn't really given where it's due. It seems that the producing of the videos, the way that it's been created has changed and, you know, progressed. But why haven't the awards done so? I think you're right. The streamies haven't quite 
managed to update themselves as much as I think they probably should in acknowledging the teams. And I do remember Retinlink, they brought on their entire team and they held that stage and they list off every single person who was making that show. And if I remember correctly, they were trying to play them off. Yeah, they and they're like, no, like, we're listing everyone. Yeah, and, I, and so I think that's kind of part of it. It's like they're prioritizing the talent, the creators, the personalities, because that's, that's the audience that they think they're making, rather than actually really celebrating the industry. So this was recorded in our studio, and we also record podcasts remotely, and we're able to get that 4K crispy video with Riverside. If you're not using Riverside for all of your virtual meetings, you're making a big mistake. I've even been using it for consultations. As soon as we're done, I get to send them the entire recording. And not to mention the recording quality is freaking it's good, which is why we like to use it for podcasting. And we love it because it records each audio and video track separately so that editing is such a breeze when we get into post. Which means our editor can get started on cutting it almost immediately. And even if you or your guest has absolute garbage internet, it doesn't matter. Because remember that one time when we were in the hotel room? I mean, the call kept on jostling. I thought we lost it, but because Riverside records locally and then uploads, the call was perfect. And it's easy for the guests. They don't need to install anything. You just send them the link and you can start recording. It even says like, roll out the red carpet. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it makes it, me feel special. It makes me feel so special. Riverside can also auto-transcribe your recording and use its text-based editing tool to edit it right there. If you're podcasting, creating video content, or recording online calls, then sign up to riverside.fm for free and use code EDITINGPODCAST for 20% off. And you can find that link in the description, and we'll see you back in the interview. Despite all of this, this is our sort of criticism and feedback of the streamies. And the reason why we're talking about this is it also kind of comes from a place of love. With that, we actually do have the nominees of for best editing, and we actually do want to credit them, want to shout them out, and we want to tell our audience, why we think they are nominated. Heck yeah, let's do it. So the first nominee is editor Wyatt Dobson, editing for Kelly Wakasa. And the nominated video is I Spent 24 Hours with the World's Tallest Man. The World's Tallest Man. I saw him for the first time when I was 10 years old. In the Guinness World Record Book. And then I found page 73 where I laid my eyes on Sultan Khorsan. Standing at eight feet, one inch. But does he even exist? Now, I have a bit of a soft spot for Wyatt Dobson. I'm getting old. I'm no longer the current gen <laughs> editor. <laughs> and hey, I'm not old. I was getting really, really excited about what the next gen of editors are going to be. And there are two that came through that I think, okay, this is absolutely special. Mac, who said it for Airac quite a few times, but the other one that I really want to celebrate, of course, is Wyatt Dobson. The best way that I can kind of describe this is what he's doing at his age is like 10 times better than what I was capable of at that same age. And it honestly scares me. What happens when he gets even more experience is at this age, he's going to make me look like an absolute chump. <laughs> and I'm actually really excited for that. That's awesome. Because it's reminiscent of what me and Logan used to do with, like, with the daily vlogs or even the, yeah, the 2020 vlogs. But he is making our content look amateur. And that I absolutely love. What I really, really like about Wyatt's editing is that it has a lot of great style, but it's motivated in the story. 
The best example would be someone does some cool transitions to show off how great of an editor they are. Right. When Wyatt does transitions, it is actually to motivate the feeling that they're creating in it. Kelly's content is all about of generating memories, creating memories. And one of the best ways you can aesthetically show that is it probably would be with like film burns or film stock overlays mm. to kind of showcase the idea that they are capturing memories. I like that. It's motivated in the story. I noticed in his nominated video that there's a lot of like quick light transitions. Yes. What do you think the motivation was for that one? I think it's still um, referencing the film burn aesthetic. Mm. I think it still kind of references towards that. But that's transition stuff. What I do really, really like is his storytelling. Mm. One of the things that I really appreciated in this video, I spent 24 hours with the world's tallest man, is that we did have the A plot, which is this... A uh, beautiful, wholesome, intimate experience of Kelly experiencing this lovely day with the world's tallest man. Mm -hmm. But they had this underlying B-plot that they kept on cutting towards that kind of had this sort of dark tone behind it all. Wyatt kept on cutting to all these people with their phones just taking pictures. And it was kind of constant to a little bit of like, I would even say overwhelming at some times. Yeah. At first it was for comedy. At first yeah. it was like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, look at her face. She's like making a funny face. But yeah, over time it gets it gets a little ominous. It's actually kind of sad. And then they acknowledge it at the end of the video. Many see him as a spectacle, someone to photograph, take pictures with. But now I've learned that he's much more than his height. He is a sweet and funny guy who welcomed me into his home and showed me his life. I think it just, it takes that, the storytelling to a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And it it puts you in the shoes of somebody else. And I think that's what the best stories do. Mm -hmm. And that's what Wyatt has done so well. To me, when I see it, when I watched the video and I saw like all the cool travel montage transitions and, you know, you know, like putting your hand over the lens and doing fun stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, this is why he's nominated, because he has fun transitions in his travel montage. Mm -hmm. um, but then as you keep going, you actually realize that the storytelling is deep and meaningful. And that is that is what's to be celebrated with the editing from yeah. from Wyatt. A lot of that style is motivated towards story, and then the story slowly takes over. Yes, the, the first the first act of this when they're traveling is very stylistic, but then that slowly fades away, and then the story then becomes the mainstay. Yeah, and that is very smart, very sneaky editing, but really effective. And so that was Wyatt and Kelly. And the next nominee that we have is Savannah Moss. It actually is really interesting because I think TikTok is something that you and I, we're not super familiar with it. Mm -hmm. We're a tiny bit older. I'm like right on the edge of Gen Z and um, millennials. And so I'm like kind of in, kind of out, one foot in, one foot out. Mm -hmm. um, and Savannah's stuff is just so fresh. It's just yeah. so, it's like nothing you've ever seen. All right, my little explorers, make sure you watch your step. Be all of the wildlife. And if you hear a siren, run. I have a shortcut. Follow me. I live in these parts. The trees are my friends. Oh, honey, you look lost. Come inside. I just made supper. Ranger? It's time to wake up. Hey, are you okay? Yeah. He took a tumble back there. Wake up. Bedroom. I think the best way to describe them is just surrealism. It's yes. like an actual literal fever dream that you're just watching on your phone. And the the editing transitions are obviously amazing. We have lots of hidden cuts, hidden mm -hmm. whip pans. Um, TikTok transitions are very notorious for, you know, 
throwing something really close to the lens and then cutting on that action, completing the action, and then to our human eyes, it's an invisible cut. Yeah. And it's really, really, really cool. Um, but what she does is... Honestly, it's like she says a word and then builds on that word and then builds on another word and then builds on something to create just this weird experience that you're having. Yeah. Um, it really reminds me of, I have a friend named Frankie Lagana. What he does is he actually, he says some kind of idiom and then absolutely either executes on it in a literal way. So for example, in one of Savannah's TikToks, she actually says, you know what? I think we should really like go for a fun dip. And then the camera whips over to a literal person in a fun dip costume. Wouldn't that be fun if we took a dip in the pool? No. So it's like, it's that kind of idea where you write something down, honestly. Like we, let's like think of something random. Just say something. Just say okay. a, a random word. Post-it notes. Post-its. I don't know how you even thought of that. It's like so random. Like no, there's I've, nothing I've in the background like at all that Yeah, I've never mentioned post-it notes ever before. Yeah, no, <laughs> stupid. We think of this uh -huh. normally. So mm -hmm. what's another post-it? Uh, I would say uh, posting it in a mailbox. Posting it in a mailbox? Post-it and then, hey, let's do it. Let's post it. And then I would then probably then pan to uh, a mailbox and I would then have maybe someone in the mailbox, help me or something like that. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. I love that. Like, there's something that's like, okay, that thought, like, led to this thought. It's like word association, but, yeah. like, with editing. Well, like, they're for storytelling, but odd. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think that's kind of how she actually goes about creating all of this stuff. Yeah. And then just using the tools of filmmaking, of editing transitions mm. and costumes and weird things that people say to just make a fun video. And it, it doesn't feel like a cohesive story, which makes it feel like a, a fever dream. Yeah. Because you just start somewhere and then you go somewhere else and then all of a sudden it's over and you're like, what the frick just happened? A lot of Gen Z humor and... <laughs> I could completely be wrong because only half of me is Gen Z, mm -hmm. but is just unexpected things. Just yes. surprise. Like, yes. you know, like that's a, a rule of comedy is just to surprise somebody. And I think that's what these videos do is just, yeah. and you have no idea what's going to happen next. Since this is TikTok content, yeah. uh, it has to be fast paced, but this is awkwardly paced. Mm -hmm. It's like, it has a really good set rhythm, but there is these sort of like, Moments of pause in between. We kind of have to like uh, digest what is happening, and then and then before we've kind of really figured it out, she then throws us another twist. Right. I think there is that dream, that dream rhythmic feeling towards it, and how she's able to create that. Like I, I can't quite pinpoint how. I think it might be the sound design, it might be the pacing. I think it's the rhythm. I think it's just the execution and the framing. It creates that dream-like feeling. And that's hard to capture. And a lot of it is done in the way that it's filmed, but also it's simply in the way that it's edited. When I'm watching these, it's lucky that these things are only about a minute because when I'm watching these, I feel like I forget to breathe or I can't breathe. <laughs> well, I hope you can actually breathe for the next ones because those edits are like over 45 minutes. Oh, I'm going to suffocate. <laughs> So we're actually going to combine the next two nominees because they're doing similar content but in different really cool ways. Mm -hmm. So the next nominees are Thomas Deher, Cam Petal, and Jack Sullivan, who edited for Yes Theory. And we also have editors Adam Chase, Ben Doyle, and Henry Ariza, who are the editors for Jetlag the Game. So Jetlag, if you don't know, is pretty much a gamified version of travel content. It's literally like Amazing Race, but as YouTube videos. Mm. And their scale is absolutely amazing because they turn entire countries into game boards, which is wild. And what I like about the high big spectacle is, of course, like, oh, let's make this a fast-paced action adventure. It is an action adventure, but it is actually at a 
realistic pace. Right. Like, right. Ha- you can't get across a whole country in 10 minutes. No, we're going to have to maybe do this in 40 minutes. And and so, therefore, what, what it actually means is that we do see nearly every single moment. And we do see uh, the, the the conflict of, like, these characters are having this sort of uh, roadblock, whereas these characters are now getting ahead. How are these characters who just had this roadblock? How are they going to be able to catch up? So it's cutting between those two. And that's it being a really, really interesting challenge, whereas... If we are having this win from this character, how is that then going to affect the next characters who's trying to get across in their own way? Right. And so the balance between multiple stories at such a large scale is incredibly challenging, which is why I think it was a smart decision that you do not rush through this. Right. The best way to develop uh, character development is in, is time. I think that's way easier said than done and absolutely incredible that they're able to balance all of that and still maintain the pace and keep it slow enough where we can get to know those characters. But on the other end, we also have Yes Theory, who Mm. also has travel content. They travel around the world doing different experiences. And their nominated video was about a guy who traveled to Nepal to get this hallucinogenic honey. There are few stories that keep me up at night. And this story is one of them. And it's just like a pure HBO doc. Yes. It's all about the character. It's all about the conflict of trying to get to this one simple goal. And it's not gamified. All Mm -hmm. it is is just this is what reality is. This is what happened. And so we're going to tell you the story of how it went down. And that's why... I do like both of that content because I think we've often talked about what we're calling TV content now. Yeah. Where it is, I don't choose to watch this content on my phone. When these videos are published, I choose a specific time and sit down and put this on my television and I enjoy. Yeah. And I think that was what these things are demanding. Yeah, and the plot twist and the idea that, okay, these are bees. You've seen bees before. Yeah. But these bees make honey that's going to make you high. Yes. So like... All right, yeah. Let's like get some popcorn, mm-hmm. put it on the TV, and we're gonna we're gonna watch this thing just like it was any Netflix show. And I would say that's the same signal that jet lag does as well. It signals to the viewer that this is gonna be an extended viewing session. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that both of these, you know, travel formats exist on YouTube at the same time, but they have completely different vibes, different feelings, different, you know, missions, different storytelling entirely mm-hmm. so how do you think that works and how can we celebrate that that's one of the beauties of youtube it is a sheer variety of experiences that you can get with jet like you kind of get that sort of very authentic down-to-earth realistic experience with the fact that actually a lot of their editing is relatively simplified it doesn't have to go into that cinematic experience because it is actually sort of very character driven but does that mean cinematic experiences is bad absolutely not yeah yes theory goes into cinematic experiences as well and and i and so much so it still remains with authentic as well because and so it is still taking us on a huge emotional cinematic journey and but it's still focusing it on on the uh the member of yes theory thomas is on his own personal experiences having through this they're both travel content but the difference is is that one of them is a game show and one of them is a documentary and it's fantastic that they can both exist on this platform. And so our next nominee is already a two-time winner for Best Editing. Tim Davis with Cooking with Ninja. Level one nuggets. Wee. Yes! 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 
Level two nugget. how cute he is it's going into that sort of tiktok style of editing mm. and it's got that fast pace it's got a really interesting rhythm towards it what do you really love about this so my wife ashley is mm. incredibly into cooking she watches cooking tiktoks all the time and sometimes i'm like you know hanging out with her and then we just like i'm she's watching the cooking tiktoks but then linja comes up mm. and i'm like all right, I'm actually interested in this one. This one's actually like kind of cool. Like I'm hooked. Mm. And I think a huge thing is the way that they use editing and cinematic techniques to grab your attention and yeah. to create fresh, entertaining perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of the editing is cheesy and a lot of the editing is obnoxious. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's honestly to their benefit. It provides like so much unexpected entertainment yeah honestly just a huge baseline of tiktok editing is do the unexpected do something that's new do something that's fresh and the fact that it's just an old asian woman who is just making like crazy videos crazy edits crazy wide angle camera mm. 360 camera shots just like filming herself making chicken nuggets which is an absolutely ridiculous concept <laughs> and hilarious anyway i don't really care about cooking but i love cooking with linja and i think a huge thing that is so slept on with her what she does is she has such a wide angle lens yeah. that you're put like you get this first image it's an incredible thumbnail. I would call it as charmingly chaotic. Yeah. It's two polar opposites and it brings them both together in this like implosion explosion, I would say. That's probably why this content is like really engaging and especially why it's been nominated for a third time. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I was nominated as well last year and she oh. beat me. Yeah. So I, I do have a bit so of a grudge. So I'm so sorry, Hayden. <laughs> Yes, I absolutely appreciate the style. I do appreciate everything that's made. I'm just a little bit bitter. Dude, I think just a huge shout out to you for like being the bigger man and yeah. being able to compliment your enemy. Yeah. Or at least your, you know, your competition. Uh, so huge congrats to the nominees. Thank you so much for blessing us with your incredible editing. And all of those nominees absolutely deserve it. It is a fantastic representation of what all of us as web creators can do today.